G'day sisters and brothers, welcome back to Chase Planet. If you have never joined us before, you have chosen a place where you belong. So last week on Wednesday, we drew the um, Bless a Friend winner. And we just wanted to say the first ever winner. Yes, it was so exciting. And we just wanted to say that if you had entered a friend Um, don't worry, all entries will be carried over to the next month. Um, But if you haven't yet nominated a friend, please jump on to the um, at the Risen website, which is www.risen.com.au. And you can nominate a friend. And um, yeah, click submit someone that you you have in your life that you really want to honor that's doing good in the community. Um, and yeah, we would love to get behind them and bless them with a risen gift pack. Yeah, for sure. And you all you do is enter your own details if you don't know their details. <laughs> um, so it's not going to yourself. You write a little blurb about the person you want to bless. <laughs> that's like, not actually you for you. <laughs> Um, but but, that's, that's true. But yeah, yeah, you write their details in if you've got them. Um, if not, put all your own details in um, and then write a short description on kind of, yeah, the reasoning why you're you're putting this friend forward, what they've done or maybe what you've seen them do or, or they just you just want to bless them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, thank you to everyone that entered. It was awesome. Yeah, it was definitely, so cool. Definitely and it, and if you haven't also seen on the website, um, we also have Power of Prayer. And um, we would love to get behind you if you're going through something that you need prayer for. So, um, yeah, mm. there's Power of Prayer as well. So fill in the details and um, we'll get back to you with um, a, a prayer and response. Um, today's episode is Seven Ways to Deepen Your Faith. We are so excited about this episode. This, um, these seven points are something that we have done over the, the over the years. Some things we're still practicing. Some things um, we're not in the season we can practice because we've got kids. Um, but all of them have helped us, shaped us to get to where we are today. So number one on our seven is prayer. So prayer is the number one thing that you can do anytime throughout your day to be in continuous conversation with God. He wants to hear everything. There's no prayer that's too small. Um, I can remember a friend recently um, had a tragedy, 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 <laughs> tragedy <laughs> in her life. Um, and it was, sorry, not in her life, in her friend's life. And and she was feeling um, as though her prayers were really small in in um, comparison to her friend's prayers, and it, it made her really feel like she shouldn't be praying. Um, and it was something that I thought that I should highlight because there's a lot of a lot of times we're going through things, or we have friends going through things, and it's almost like, oh no, I shouldn't be bothering God with that. Like it's such a small thing. Um, but God is like the ultimate father like he wants to hear about your day he wants to hear about the your you know your time with your kids your time at work um whatever it is whatever you need to talk to him about that is what god is there for and um so i just i never want anyone to be discouraged from praying because they feel like their their prayers aren't good enough to present to god yeah absolutely what another big thing is always understanding what your prayers mean Mm. Um, because sometimes prayers aren't answered straight away sometimes they are which is epic and amazing and a lot of people have them kind of stories in certain situations Mm. of their life which is always the stories you want to hear especially when it's healing or something like that and it's just so amazing to hear Mm. but sometimes you have to pray for a long amount of time 
um, to see any kind of result. Um, and then also on the flip side of that, sometimes you don't realize what you're praying for. Mm. Um, so you got to be really, you got to, yeah, you really pour your heart out to God, but sometimes what you think you're praying for isn't really, or God's going to give you a different path to get there. Mm. Um, yeah. which is always like a scary thing when you're playing dangerous prayers. Yeah. Um, or when you're just praying your run on meal, blessing your food and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but understanding and really going deeper with your prayers to get closer to God is just that's such a powerful thing to do. Um, mm. and then also not coming back on that if it's not answered, like when you get up the next morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's so good that you pointed that out, love, because the amount of, I think um from a parent point of view and you think if you think about God as a parent point of view looking over us as his um, sons and daughters sometimes when we pray for something that we don't and God you know shuts a door on it it might be for our own good you know mm. like if if our, our kids really really want something like the next lolly or the next you know the piece of chocolate and we say no as parents and we're doing it because we love them so much we don't want them to you know do eat the extra piece of chocolate because we want to look after them. We want to uh, make sure they're in good health. Um, I feel like sometimes God's in that same way. Like God is constantly looking out for out for us. And and so if there's something that you're praying for that's not not going your way, um, and even though you feel like it is because everyone wants that extra piece of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I, I honestly believe that we serve a good father and, and he's got your number one intentions at heart. Yeah, for sure. And, and another thing is like, I, I prayed personally prayed for a long time growing up when you, when you're in church and you hear all these absolutely rad testimonies mm -hmm. of people talking and coming to your church and guest speakers, or you hear someone's testimony and it's just like, holy moly, mm -hmm. like that's a. That's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. Uh, and I prayed for a long time for a good testimony because I was like, this is what I want. Like, I want to be able to reach people through a testimony like that. Um, and I prayed for so long. I remember being a young kid, just praying about it, praying, praying. And I was like, oh, nothing's ever happening. Lo and behold, I was growing up. Like, not – I had epic parents growing up. Um, but we raced kind of motorbikes all around the world, which was really cool. Mm. Um, and I, I was building this really cool testimony and I had no idea um, until now looking back on it. Um, but praying for a good testimony led me to one of the biggest um, learnings, um, I guess tragedies um, of my entire life and probably will be my entire life. Um, and so that, that in itself was a pretty scary answer to prayer um, now looking back on it. Um, so, yeah, I guess when you're when you're praying them kinds of prayers, like you really need to you really need to be ready for what that might bring, mm. um, because what that brung for me and we'll go into this in another episode um, soon for Felicity and I. But I ended up losing my brother in a motorbike accident um, and he passed away in our family's arms. Um, and now I've got a, a weapon of a testimony, but the tragedy and the heartache and the, the sadness that we had to go through to get to where we are now is just looking back on it. It's, it's really cool to talk about and, and tell people now, but it still hurts to this day. And yeah. I think it will always hurt. Um, but that is one prayer that's a dangerous prayer to pray. Yeah. Um, and not knowing what that's going to bring, um, can always, 
yeah, you, you never know what that's going to look like for God for you. So be prepared to um, <laughs> <laughs> dig deep and uh, and listen, yeah, yeah, really listen and keep him in the center and continue to pray. So. Yeah, that's so good. Um, number two is fast. So the Bible talks a lot about fasting um, and it, it's a, a great way to deepen your faith in in Matthew um, 6, 6, 6, 16 to 18, it says, When you fast, do not look, look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have, not, they have received their reward in full. For when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, do, so that it, it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting but only to your father who is unseen and your and your father who sees what you have done in secret will reward you. I love that because what we do for God is it should be private. Um, and, and it's the same with like our giving and everything. So fasting is the same thing. So um, fasting is a way, as I was just saying, to deepen your faith. Um, you can fast with food or you can um, fast with social media or mm. something that is like a pleasure for you um, to take away for a, sh- a short amount of time to be able to grow your faith with God. Um, for me, um, f- so fasting social media has been, was a huge one. I've done that a few times over the last few years and um, for, for different um, times I, I kind of give it to God and see when he come, calls me back to come, calls me to come back to social media. But in the time that I'm away, um, it's amazing how much time you get back when you're not on social media. Um, but like the time I'm away, I just hit the books. I read everything I can on the, in the Bible. Um, I study, I write it out. Um, but yeah, fasting social media has been like a really, really good one for me. And you just find a lot more time, I think, when you mm. fast something like that. You can mm. fast anything. You can fast. Mm. It's not just food, but you could fast coffee. Yeah, Let's absolutely. face it, in this day and age, everyone loves a good coffee. Yeah, they line up for ages for yes. this thing. Yeah, you know this because it annoys me every time we do that. Um, but, yeah, it's so true. So we flick fast social media once a day or at least every second week. Um. <laughs> I fast every Sunday. Oh, I mean, Sorry. <laughs> I should have mentioned um, that too. Yes, um, but it is good. I, um, I guess I, I was off social media for a good five years, over five years mm. um, after finishing up writing, um, which was the best thing ever. Mm. Coming back onto socials has actually been so hard and I always forget what to do. And I, as you can know, we all misspell things. We can yeah. I the best at misspelling things. <laughs> um, but we're still learning and getting the hang of it. Um, but it is, it is still a thing where we, on a Sunday, we won't get on like we'll plan our week, we'll plan what we have to do and we'll get it all done so we don't actually, we can still have a full day off a week, mm. um, which is so important because social is one of the biggest things you could fast mm. and probably one of the hardest for people. Mm. I think some people would rather fast food. Mm. <laughs> let's yeah. face it. Yeah. Um, I reckon the hardest thing to fast would be social media and coffee, I reckon. Oh, yeah, it should be Put pretty those good. those two together. Yeah, that's so, not, that's a... Don't fast both at once, people. Don't fast both at once. All right? That's one dangerous. At a time. One dangerous at a time. territory. Jeez Louise. <laughs> Holy smokes. There's really a lot of angry people around. <laughs> uh, so next point we've got, number three, is read your Bible. 
so it's again it's kind of like prayer fasting is pretty out there and a lot of people don't do it or a lot of people do it but it's kind of like in between i guess when you do do it is normally big gaps um and you don't really think of it too much prayer is a good one um and read your bible just it seems really simple but it's it's such a powerful thing um and we we all have a bible there's no excuse now really to not not have a bible like if you don't have a phone you can get a hard copy bible which is uh well, it's not old fashioned now, but that's the only way I like. Oh, ah, yes. My oh, geez. It is. She has to <laughs> turn the light on every morning, <laughs> wake everyone up. <laughs> but there's a Bible, um, there's a Bible app now, too, like, which is such a good, mm. such a good, um, I guess, platform to mm. be able to, to have with you at any time. Mm. Um, so when you, if you're at work, you want to pull up scripture, if there's anything like that, or you need to look into something, it's literally right there in your pocket. And the greatest thing about it, so many people are like, oh, I don't like to read. I don't want to read. But it actually reads to you now. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> so it's like the easiest thing ever. And you can yeah. get like different voices. So it's a heat trap. <laughs> <laughs> you can get like lots of different voices. So it's so fun. And you can even like put it on 1.5 times. So it speaks real fast. You can smash out the whole Bible in a couple of months. Sounds like you're remixing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But then, yeah, it's just, there's no kind of, there's no way around it. Not no way around it. That sounds bad. But there's 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 just so many ways that you have opportunity to be able to read the yeah. Bible every yeah. day, really, yeah, and be able to get at least something into you. Yeah, absolutely. And I I feel like if you're time poor, um, as Morgan was just saying, that you can press play on the Bible now, so you can um connect it to your phone. Because I feel like whenever sorry your your car, um, I feel like whenever you're you're driving, it's such a good um space to like you know you might have twenty minutes in travel, so you could just throw the Bible on in the background and um and listen to it as you're driving along. Um, but my other tip for people who are time poor is having your Bible open when you're cooking in the kitchen. Um, so sometimes there's a I... lot of good recipes in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that where you're going with that? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just joking. Obviously, oh, there's bread, there's oil, there's wine. <laughs> yeah, this is all my favorite things. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have your Bible open whilst you're cooking, you can kind of gloss over it as you're um as you're preparing your dinner for the evening. That's like one of my go-tos, especially if I um had a shorter session in the morning. Um I love having it out. It's even during the day where I can just run to it um if I'm having times of overwhelm and I've cut, you know, you've got a scripture maybe that's um, on your heart so you're like oh man what was that scripture that I can speak over this situation that I can breathe life into this situation where I'm not going to be feeling stressed out and overwhelmed I can run to my bible read that scripture and be like oh okay that's my my foundation for the day um, so I really really love that so number four is church um, mm, yeah I really feel like since COVID we have got a generation of people that have decided that they no longer want to go to church and that church is done through um, YouTube and watching, um, uh, what's it called, the the sermons later online that church might post. That is an amazing resource and I'm not saying that that's not a good idea. I think that since covid and since we've gone to church online we've lost a lot of the feel for community um church is 
an amazing place where we get to celebrate God every single week with like-minded people. And one of the best things I ever heard um, was actually a quote from Jen Johnson. She is the lead pastor of the worship team for Bethel. Um, and she's she talks about the body of Christ being like, okay, so we might have someone on the sound desk, someone preaching, someone um, on, the, on the welcome team. And just in that same way, so it's like because we're the body of Christ, right? So we might have a, our, our toe and our knee and our heart and our liver, where they all do different functions, but they all make up the body of Christ. Like we all have to work together. Like your toe has to work in with your body. So it's all everyone working together to make up that one body. Um, in Romans 12, 4 to 4, sorry, 12, 4 to 5, it says, just as each other has one body with many members and these members do not all have the same function so we in Christ though we may be form one body each member belongs to to all the others so it's the same way as Jen, John, Jen Johnson puts it so I really feel like we've got to we've got to get back to celebrating God together and coming back to that community yeah yeah it's a really good point church is so important and they, um, little, I guess, kind of, we would go into life groups really, which is, we kind of go into that after, don't we? Yeah. Um, so just making sure people, just making sure. <laughs> um, but the, it is so good. Like meeting as a church is a big congregation or a, a few more than just a couple of people around at, at a home. It's so important. Like when two or more are gathered, like it, it says this, um, but when you get into an environment with a good worship team, with the like people up on stage really like going for it praise and worship you've got a message with someone who's speaking over you that god mm -hmm. is speaking through to the congregation and then after the service you get to go out and talk to people you get to meet new people it's not just the same people you see every week and that's what it's really all about because if you are meeting new people every week at church then that how does that help it helps you as soon as you go into your work um environment it helps you be able to talk to new people mm. so if you're going to not a church or a, or a kind of just a life group or a smaller type church as, as epic as that is if there are not new people there every week which I, it would be hard to have a new person every week or even at church it's the same thing but you don't talk to the same people every week it's mm. you talk to different people you mm. learn different people you learn different ways of communication there's so many different kinds of people in the world and so many different kinds of people that come to church and that's such a powerful thing to learn to be able to communicate mm. with all them different people mm. because as soon as you what we call go out into the wild mm. <laughs> which is not at church <laughs> it helps you to be able to communicate in a better way with them people yeah um so if, uh, it's just such a powerful thing to be able to go and it's such a cool thing like we still can meet as big bodies of mm of Christ um, and in a lot of parts of the world, they can't do that. So why would, <laughs> well, I why think, would why, yeah, why yeah. would we want to go to a smaller group or a um, somewhere it's not where we're not gathering like that? Mm -hmm. Because one day we might not be able to. Yeah. Um, and then we are going to be in them smaller groups and it is going to be a bit more underground than what it is now. But while we can, like, let's make the most of it. And that's how we're going to spread the, the good news. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like too, when you um, you go to church and you get the good word from, from your pastor and you've got that for the week, you can't help but tell the next person about it. Like you might even find yourself talking to someone that does not even 
like think about going to church on a Sunday, but you could be like, you know, my pastor actually talked about this and you can breathe life into their situation as well. So it's it's like the roll-on effect of going to church and having a word and having a, a community of people celebrating God all together and what that does for the rest of your week and everyone who, come, who comes into contact with you. It's just an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next point we got is number five, it's join a Bible study. Yeah. So this has always been a, such a big thing in our lives, especially when we didn't have kids. <laughs> Let's face yeah. it, now we've got kids, it's a lot harder mm. um, for us uh, to do kind of individually or together, I would say it's a lot harder. Um, as we, early in our marriage, when we didn't have kids, we would always be a part of our life group or a Bible study yeah. um, where it was just epic, like meeting with these, these smaller groups, like we were just talking about, like that's where this place is to really dig in deeper with um, with these people and real and fellowship, like do life together. Like that's what you're there to do yeah. um, and dig into the scriptures a bit more of maybe what was said on the Sunday. And they're the people that you do life with. You, yeah. you devour information. You, you start to get to know them. You understand the way they tick, the way they work, how their, their attitudes are, the way their demeanor is. Um, and you, you get to learn them in a way where you can actually help them sometimes before they can help themselves mm. um, and, vice, and vice, versa. vice versa. Yeah. So you, you're there for each other and that's what them smaller groups are for, mm. um, which is, yeah, it's amazing being in a good Bible study. Yeah. And I, I love because um, we went to a Bible study um, at our last church uh, during the night times because right before we had kids. Um, and that was, it was so good because we went from the very beginning of the like the Bible to the very end. And our teacher um, from our old church was just, he every week he would just come with so much knowledge and you would always walk away being like, oh my goodness, I didn't know that about um, Genesis or I didn't know that about Exodus. And and mm-hmm. like you're learning all of those things that you, you never even heard before. And then when you go to a Bible study, and I, I'm currently um, in one on a Tuesday at um, our current church, and I love it so much because you go there and you're around other people. For me at the moment, we're all mums with the small children. And as sometimes it's so loud in there and our, our teacher does such a good job of um, unpacking without getting distracted. I'd get so distracted. But she does such an amazing job. And the time and effort that these teachers who run the Bible studies put into it to be able to unpack and then teach forward is amazing and you you can't help but glean from them and then you you go back over your bible and you read it and you can see it in a different light because there are so many layers within the bible and you might read something in one season and then come back in a few seasons like you know been two or three years later and it might have a completely different meaning and it also has like hebrew meaning as well and then when you get into that and you get to unpack what the hebrew meaning for a word might be and then it's got a totally different meaning and um yeah it's having a bible study i get so excited about it because um, it makes me want to to go deeper um, I feel like you can never learn the Bible enough. Um, the next one we've got is point number six is like, who are you hanging out with? Um, I feel like we have a call in our lives um, and sometimes the, our friends um, and choice of friends might not be helping to um, to cultivate that call. They might be more of a distraction to you. So have a look at who you're hanging out with and are they helping you love God more 
And do they know that you love God? Because sometimes I feel like if we're hanging out with the wrong friends, they might not even know that you you love God. It's like you have this like secret faith. And I, I just want to challenge you if that is you, because I've I've been in that situation before where you like, oh, that person's like super cool. Like, what if they think I'm a super geek because I, I love Jesus? Like <laughs> I think they say super geek. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, but you and it's kind of like you hide yourself, but that's not who, who what we're called to be. And sometimes you might have the wrong friends that distract you and, and take you down the wrong path, or they might think like, you know oh, that's a funny way to speak or that, I can't believe you believe in that. And it, it kind of makes you shift your focus and go, oh, okay, should I be believing in this? Like I just want to encourage you to find the friends that are going to keep you um, on your walk and keep you current and keep you finding like chasing God. Yeah. Yeah, so the biggest one for that and it's super simple for me is show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Mm. I heard that a long time ago and I've always kind of gone. It's always my rule of thumb. Mm. Um, you are who you hang around. It's, everyone's heard all these quotes, mm. um, but it, 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 when you actually think about it, it is so true. Mm. Think about your friends five years ago and think about where you are now. Mm. Um, and to break that pattern is so hard if you're going to continue hanging out with the people that are doing things that you don't want to do. Mm, so until you break that pattern and change the people you hang around, you are who you hang around or you you show me your friends and I'll show you who you are yeah. in five years, um, yeah. which is, yeah, it's super powerful. So which leads us straight into our, our last point, number seven, which is live out what is written. So don't just read it, live it out. Uh, so everything we've spoken about, it's all about uh, faith-centered, a Christ life, um, to be more like Jesus, more mm-hmm. people, more like Jesus. Um, we we go to church, we're praying, we're fasting, we're reading the Bible, uh, we're trying to get into a Bible study if we can, um, and we're looking at who we hang out. But in all of that, our biggest thing is to become more like Jesus, mm-hmm. it's to learn his word, to learn what he wrote. It's to learn what the disciples wrote, to learn what happened back then. It's to learn the Hebrew meanings of words, which mm. I'm not very good at because I don't even know how to say <laughs> it. But it, it's it's about understanding like what it was like back then and then being able to put that into a sentence or into a story that relates to the now. Mm. So that's super powerful with this day and age because if you – say half the stuff that the bible says to anyone on the street and it's mm. going to look at you like you're a bit crazy <laughs> um, but what god has done is through the ages he's put in preachers and put in people and put in amazing speakers that can dissect the word into this day and age and find a meaning for certain words that anyone understands yeah. that you could walk down the street and have a conversation about jesus which is the reason why you need to do all these things above and study the Bible and live it out. Because if you're, if you're reading about it, if you're living it out, you're not only going to be able to use your own testimony, which is the most powerful thing you can tell someone, but it's just going to help you invite. Yeah. Because we're literally where we belong in heaven. We're just down here recruiting. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. And I feel like too, with living it out, it, it really means to live out what is written in the Bible. In Philippians 2.14, it says, do everything without grumbling or arguing. And I just think about the days when I have the kids. And I'm I thought like, you were going to be like, how much Morgan grumbles and argues? 
Mm. says not to do that. It's written in yeah. scripture. <laughs> yes, yes. Tell them all. We've been over this an hour ago. Ten minutes ago. <laughs> uh, but do it. Like, can we do a day without grumbling or arguing? Like, that is what we're here to do. We're supposed to be living out what is written. So have, like, find something in the Bible and and, and uh, challenge yourself to be able mm. to live that out. So my biggest one at the moment is do everything without grumbling and complaining, and I'm applying that to my children. So. <laughs> yes, yeah. I thought you were going to be saying I am complaining. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, you're very good. <laughs> Thanks, love. <laughs> you're so encouraged. Oh, jeez. But yeah, we we hope that you found found some gems into to, in today's episode. Um, they're definitely things that have helped us along the way and in our faith journey. Um, yeah, and there there's seven things that we just continually work on. So mm-hmm. sometimes you can't be in a Bible study if you've got kids and you're in that hectic stage yeah, of life. Yeah. Sometimes you can't always make it to church and you only got a life group, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that either. But it's always about over the course of the years and combining all that, compiling all them years of following Christ together. Mm. If you can get these seven things the majority of the time, yeah. you're not going to get it every day. You're not going to get it every week. You're not going to get it every month, every yeah, we're year. Human. But the, the more you can get them, um, the average of these seven things up, um, the deeper you'll find your faith becoming. Yeah, which that's is, so good. Yeah, it's amazing. So Yeah. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for joining us on today's episode. We hope you have an epic week and we'll see you next time. See you guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Bye.